Welcome to Creative Audio Production with your host, Pete Buckwald. At Creative Audio Production, we're seeking to create a community of audio engineers wanting to explore brave new frontiers, to boldly put a microphone where no microphone has gone before. And our creative results may vary, but we will not wallow in our failures, for our failures may prove to be the foundation for future sonic glory. All right, brace yourself and get ready for this episode of Well, all right. Welcome to the inaugural episode of Creative Audio Production. My name is Pete Buckwald. I've been toying with the idea of making this podcast for some time now and decided, what the heck, let's just push the record button and see what happens. Uh, Don't be afraid of the record button, right? So here we go. We're off and running. Uh, Each episode, uh, by nature uh, and by just the the demands of my time. Each episode is going to be pretty short, sweet, to the point. Uh, it won't be a 45-minute long podcast every time. Maybe once in a while we'll drift into uh, longer topics or experiments, but by and large, these are going to be pretty short and sweet sorts of podcasts. Uh, I hope to have a lot. It, they will include a lot of audio examples of uh, these things being experimented with. Um, time to time, there might be a corresponding video. Uh, I'm going to try to run kind of a parallel creative audio production channel on YouTube, exemplifying the, the, the same topics that are discussed here in the podcast. All right, well, let me t- take a sneak peek at my notes here. I'm lost without my notes. All right, so what is this creative audio production thing? Why uh, am I wanting to bring it into the podcast community, etc. I just love creativity. I guess that's that's one thing. Um, whenever I have heard on other podcasts, they whenever they venture into this, man, I just I just about have to pull over the car because it's not safe to me to, for me to be driving. So distracted and so focused on uh, how fun it is to to hear what they're doing. Um, so I just wanted to kind of keep it going. You know, I'm, I'm going to share some of my ideas. And I'm hoping that once I roll out, you know, some of my ideas that I start getting suggestions and and people kind of offering their own uh, audio productions of an episode where I would just kind of do some post-production and uh, that you guys would be featured on the show sharing one of your favorite studio tricks. Uh, I really want this to be a community and not just all about me. So uh, I want to share the creativity. Um, So... I'm not going to share a whole, like, one of my tricks this time. That'll The first real trick will be next time. But I'll just tell you a little bit about myself and, and about the podcast. So I teach audio production at a local college, and I often tell my students that, you know, everybody has virtually the same sorts of plugins, and um, it's a level playing field. And what really uh, would set you apart as an engineer producer is your ability to, to think and to, to add um, creativity to your productions, to your mix. And, you know, taking the creative risks uh, doesn't always pay off, and we need to have the objectivity to recognize when our ideas, uh, you know, that it's not the time or the place for that particular idea. Um, in my own studio here in the Denver area, I, I often 
uh, will bill my clients uh, a flat rate. And that flat rate, I kind of do some quick calculations when I hear their song and kind of hear their talent level. You know, I think, how long is it going to take me to work with this person on this song? And I'll do the math of my rough hourly rate, and I'll then I'll give them that as a flat fee because that would give us the flexibility to take some creative risks. And uh, I enjoy doing that. I, I think, you know, as we are experimenting in the studio and having fun, the fact that we're having fun is percep- perceivable in the recordings. So uh, it's great and it makes the process a lot more enjoyable. So, uh, yeah, so that's that's kind of what I do here. I, um, I, I really enjoy collaborating and, and, you know, having that creative flexibility of the, that flat rate. Um, if the person in my studio, if, uh, if the song, I don't know, if it just doesn't speak to me, you know, if I don't have a lot of, if I don't think I'll have a lot of creative ideas, I'll, I'll probably just bill on a, a hourly rate. Um, just FYI, uh, in some cases I bill hourly, but if a song, you know, creatively inspires me as I hear it, I, I might set them up on a flat rate and, give myself and the client some some room to to be creative. All right, so I set up a web page for this podcast and the it it will have the notes and and links um to things mentioned uh in the podcast. So the website for this podcast is creative-audio-production.com. So that is creativeaudioproduction.com with hyphens in between the words creative and audio, then between audio and production. So that's that. So feel free to take a look there. Um, I will also be starting a Facebook page and please become friends there so uh, we can interact and get some conversations going there. Uh, So I got into recording as a songwriter. I started off playing the saxophone and for obvious reasons, I found it difficult to write songs there, and that you know, since I couldn't really sing and play chords and all that while playing the saxophone. So, although I still play saxophone, um, I've I've got some skills now in keyboards and guitars, and um, so I, I started getting into that. Uh, so quickly that led into me wanting to be able to multi-track and kind of start sketching some ideas. So my first a uh, piece of technology that I was able to uh, do some of that with was an Insonic ASR10 sampling workstation. So it was a, a keyboard that you loaded floppy disks in, a three and a half inch floppy. And I think the thing had a whopping like 20 megabytes. And back in that day, we were really impressed with how much RAM it had with 20 megabytes. So the ASR10, uh, actually with my first... Foray, foray into uh, creative production. Let, let me show you what we did here. Um, so, uh, me and some friends are hanging out, and I was showing them this sampler, and I, I showed them how I could sample something. Uh, let's say, we, I would take the phrase, my name is Pete. And then I would show them that I could take that sample of my name is Pete, and I could reverse it, and then it would sound like this. Alright, then what we would do is we would write that down carefully, phonetically, and study how it sounded that way. And we would practice saying it 
uh, that backwards way. So once we practiced it, we would say it backwards back into the sampler. Deep sie mie niam. All right, so maybe you see where we're going with this. But then we would take that sample and we would reverse it a second time. So it should sound kind of like my name is Pete again, but kind of in an odd way. So here's what it sounds like in this instance. My name is Pete. All right, well, not bad. Some of it sounded pretty understandable anyway. All right, so... I mean, I, I did that, and uh, another creative thing that comes to mind was uh, a friend of mine asked me to record him singing a song into an old uh, four-track recorder, cassette recorder, and it was this weird metal tune, and so a uh, punk, punk, punkish song? Yeah, it was more punk, I guess, than metal. And I thought it'd be fun to uh, have him stick his head into a bucket and have the microphone in the bucket. It may have even been some kind of metal uh, can or bucket we found it gave a little more resonance than a plastic bucket would so anyway i it it came pretty naturally for, for me to experiment uh, is kind of what i'm getting to here and uh, maybe you are one of those uh, kindred spirits out there also that uh, you're just it's in your nature to experiment and uh, you love this stuff and i look forward to to hearing your stories all right uh, so after I was telling you about my gear and my history. Uh, so I got that sampler. And after that, you know, the, the shortcoming on that is I couldn't plug in an instrument and record a microphone. Uh, so my next piece of technology was a standalone recorder. So it had faders and a couple of mic preamps and uh, some onboard effects and stuff like that. This particular one was a Roland VS1680. And uh, that was around my house for some time. I just recently passed it off to my brother and nephew so they can record uh, their songs with piano and whatever they've got in their living room over there. And uh, after that, you know, the shortcoming of all these is editing was pretty tough. Um, and um, so uh, I came into some money, I think a little bit of inheritance money or something. And I asked a friend, you know, I have, I think it was $500 or something like that. And I said, you know, what's, what can I get into? What's a, a good thing for me doing production? You know, I, I, I want to spend this wisely. And, and he suggested I get the Logic 6. It was called the Big Box. And I think it was the first time that the Logic Pro software uh, came with all the virtual instruments included, and you didn't have to spend extra to get all these, you know, virtual electric piano, virtual Hammond organ, and all those things. And at the time, Logic was still owned by eMagic in, uh, I think it was, was it Sweden or Denmark? Forgive me for not remembering you, Logic enthusiasts. Uh, so it, I, it took me about five minutes to fall in love with, with Logic because of the graphic editing capabilities. Um, it just came with so much that that I could do creatively and um, the editing was great. And, you know, later on I got into Pro Tools. It, that's, you know, so ubiquitous. It's just everywhere. Uh, and it's handy in my studio. Even if, I, even if I do MIDI production here in the studio and I want to do some more in a, a local studio, I can, you know, convert these files and into standard files and drop it in, into a Pro Tools session, get it all set up, take it on a hard drive to a local studio to record real drums or a real grand piano or, or whatever my need is. So 
Um, I have some Pro Tools certification as well. I love both of my you know, main recording softwares, and I, I use them for... Uh, it's like a tool. I use each one for a very specific situation. Logic, for myself, is, is more of a creative songwriting environment, and Pro Tools is is a stronger uh, recording and editing environment, in, in my opinion. It's just a... It's very smooth sounding. It's a lot warmer, if you will. Um, I, I, I think it sounds great for straight-up audio production. Um, I came to Colorado from the, from the Boston area, and uh, I got ex- I came here to get a master's degree in audio production. And one of my teachers, his name is Lauren Bragitzer, um he wrote a he wrote a book and he had some really neat ideas for creative production. I'll I'll make sure to post a link in the show notes to his book because uh, a couple of these I got right from him and I got to give him credit. Um, maybe maybe he'll be a guest on the, the podcast sometime. I I don't know. Um, so the in fact the first thing I'll show next week was was something that Lauren taught me and it is a really neat uh, trick and I look forward to sharing that with you. Uh, so Lauren's ideas were really inspirational to me thinking about this creative production uh, podcast. Also, I think it was the home recording show perhaps that they had on a guest that shared a lot of creative production techniques. And I'll try to track that down to make sure I can give credit there where it's due because um, that guy, I think he's from Australia, and he he they were doing some really creative, fun, crazy stuff in the studio. And... Um, that's the kind of stuff that inspired me to, to make this podcast a reality. So, all right, well, not a whole lot left here. Um, I do want to involve guests, um, either with interview and in collaboration, uh, via the internet and stuff like that. Uh, guests, um, segments, you know, people posting their whole ideas. Um, so yeah, next week we'll have a, Excuse me. Next month, we'll we'll have a legitimate uh, creative production tip. In, in the meanwhile, feel free to check out the website and the, the face. Look for the Facebook group and join that. Uh, just FYI, if if you want to see um, my my own home studio, uh, I put up a video on YouTube. Look for a, a link in the show notes. But the, the short story is, I have a small Yamaha digital mixer, a Mac computer, the software I mentioned before. I have a MIDI controller bar by the company Archuria and, and some of their analog synth emulation software. I have a Hammond organ. The model is M3 and a Leslie model 720. Um, those are new acquisitions like six months ago. I love them. I uh, have various guitars, uh, electric and acoustic. I have a ton of percussion toys. I, I think my in-laws uh, found out that you know, I love having little gadgets around the studio to, to mess around with. So, you know, they give me a rain stick for Christmas and all these ethnic instruments that are great. So I got a lot of little percussion toys that those are fun to add to my production. I, I'm looking over in the corner here and I see a melodica, excuse me, a melodica and a little Casio keyboard that's kind of fun. Uh, and I think the thing I'm most proud of in the studio uh, acoustically speaking, is I, I built a, an isolation booth for vocals, and I'm primarily set up to record songwriters and record my own songs, to write my own songs. So that that's very helpful, uh, having a booth over there that, that 
you know, the noise floor is just amazing. It's just really quiet in there. You get really clean recordings. I'm also really proud of the uh, API preamp I have. It just uh, really helps things out. So that's that's the short list. And to be honest, that the list isn't much longer than that. But uh, those are some of the, the big items in, in the studio. Um, well, that's just about all I have for this this episode. And I'm excited to be sharing these things with you. Um, these little tips I've shared in my audio production classes. I'm in, I teach audio production at a couple of local universities and my students, when I share some of these things, they just freak out just because they're, they're so fun. And that, that's why I share them, not because I'm a super genius, but these things are just really, uh, interesting, interesting sounding, the, the theories and, you know, that the ideas are just really intriguing and creative and, uh, so they they enjoy them, and I'm sure you will as well. So until next time, keep being creative in the studio. And that's about it. This is Pete Buckwald signing off for Creative Audio Production. Take care. Creative Audio Production. Thank you.